Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Revealing and unconcealing, what is it that is getting in the way of our potential as human beings? Exploring the power of the body-mind and our current relationship with reality. Together, I want to dive into an inquiry into what is happening in our world today and who we are being and how we are living in it, both individually and as a species. What is it that is keeping us stuck, causing us to repeat the same patterns and cycles? What is getting in the way of our potential and our evolution as a species? I'm Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. I will be sharing the science, research, and many human stories on why we are the way we are and what is required for us to outgrow our current way of being and birth a new possibility for ourselves. Because now is the time to remember and to discover our infinite potential of being human. Welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode, episode four of the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. I am Nikki Clinch, and I am your host, and I'm excited to be diving into today's topic. If you are new here and you have yet to listen to the first round of episodes, please do because they're super, super helpful. And each episode is really kind of like a building of awareness and consciousness of this design of being human. Like, why are we the way we are? And what is running the show? And what is getting in the way of our infinite potential. And so all episodes build on the one before and also just listening to this one will, I'm sure, be beneficial and insightful for you. So today's episode, I wanted to inquire and, and dive into a teaching of what actually is story. What actually is the story? And how does story shape our identity? How does story shape our identity and our whole world when we're in it? And so I wanted to dive into this because story has become a word. You know how everything that's kind of cool (laughs) and amazing in the world of evolution, human evolution and, and the evolution of consciousness there's always like kind of the next cool thing that people discover and it's cool for a bit and then it becomes a buzzword and then it kind of gets used all over the place and it kind of loses its depth and meaning. And story is one of those words. Story is a word that is being used and thrown about a lot and Usually, the way that it is perceived, myself included, when I first heard it, it's as if it's a belief about who we are that we should just change. The I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy, as if it's just a belief And we should change our beliefs. And then we do all that we can to try and change our beliefs. 
but you may discover that the change is temporary. We will experience a kind of like a self-improvement and feeling better experience, but then there's this kind of fundamental magnetic pull to return back to a familiar way of being, which has a certain amount of pain and suffering and struggle and limitations in it. So I want to be really, really clear here. The story that I am speaking about and I'm teaching about is not that. It is not just a belief system, which implies that it's just a conceptual piece. It's just part of the of the way that you're thinking, so change your thinking. No, for me, there is some truth in that, but that's only one piece of it. That's too surface level. In fact, if we keep it at that kind of conceptual level, it will never allow us to go deep enough to actually have a fundamental shift in who we're being. So story has some connection to our way of being. And our way of being is everything about how we know ourselves. Our way of being is how we show up, how we move, how we act, how we speak, how we feel. There's a kind of an energetic resonance to our way of being. You know, when you meet people, you may not remember their name or you may may not remember their job, but you kind of remember an essence or a resonance about them, an experience of them. Yeah, there's a resonance that comes also with our way of being. And we call that way of being me. This is just who I am. This is me. And so there is a correlation between story and our way of being. And our way of being is a part, I was going to say a part, but no, It shapes and gives us our me, our identity. So it's much, much deeper than just a set of thoughts that you're having that you need to change. So I want to dive deeply into this so that you can start to get awareness and consciousness over actually what is story? What is storiness and what is your story? So Story essentially is everything that you know about who you think you are. And we can't be human without also having a story. It's part of being human. You can't be human without having a sense of self or having a self image of oneself because it comes with the way in which the human mind functions that we are the only animal in the animal kingdom that has a human mind that can see itself, that can reflect on itself. Our mind has the ability to reflect on oneself. Now, that is also the source of extraordinary suffering. I'm too fat. Look at you. You're such a failure. You're not good enough. You're never doing it right. That seeing of oneself becomes a a way of self-berating and self-hate and self-punishment. But on the other spectrum, end of the spectrum, it is also an opportunity and the possibility that we as human beings have access to in order to shift our own states of consciousness. Because we have a mind that can see 
itself. We have the ability to bring awareness to our way of being. We have the ability to bring consciousness to what is unconscious. We have the ability to shift our own consciousness. How cool is that? We're really a cool animal, but we're not living, accessing that level of power. Many I I know are, but we as a fundamental species, as a collective, are yet to really live from that evolutionary sense of power, the ability to shift our own consciousness. Wow, how cool is that? My cat does not have a mind that reflects on itself. My cat definitely has a way of being. And by the way, this is ontology. So I, I, you know, I told you at the beginning that I work, I'm a clinical ontologist, but I'm a specialist in human behavior, childhood trauma, childhood development, and a maturation coach. So ontology is the science and philosophy of being. And in particular, the way of being that I am the most interested in is the way of being human being. But cats also have a way of being. But a cat's mind does not have the mind of a human being. A cat's mind does not reflect on itself. My cat does not wonder if it put on too much weight. My cat is not lying there wondering if it is late today. My cat is not lying there wondering if the other cats think that his belly is too big. My cat is just being a cat. The tree outside also has a way of being. And the tree's way of being is just being a tree. It doesn't reflect on whether its trunk is thicker or smaller than the the other tree. No, they're just being trees. But human being has a human mind that reflects on itself. And so in this ability to see itself, the human mind has a self-image of oneself. It creates a self-image that we call me. And we see me as who we are. So you can't be human without a me. But the blind spot is, are you a human being with a me or with a story? Or does your story have you? And that is a very important distinction, meaning are we lost in the story led by me, the identity, or are we a conscious human being that has a story that we have power and access to dance with? two completely different distinctions. It's a different way of living, of having a relationship with life and reality and being human. And so the way that I want to look at is the one where there's no distinction between you and story. And so part of being human and having a human mind that can see itself is that we have a me. We have a self-image of oneself and we call that me. And we wake up every day in the blind spot, just knowing who me is there today, knowing who's going to be there today. We don't wake up in the morning and we run to the bathroom mirror wondering who's going to be there today. No, we open our eyes and we always already know who's there. 
Me is already waiting for us before we start our day. And so what comes with story or what is story is led by me, this self-image that we have of ourself. And the self-image that we have of ourself, where do you think that's created? If you look up a psychologist's definition of identity, it will say an amalgamation of all the experiences and conditions and environmental experiences that we have had or lived through in our past that shapes the identity. Essentially, me is given to us by the past. Our self-image is formed in the mind, given to us by our past. But it's not just a thought. It also comes with experiential, textural, sensorial experiences and certain emotional memory and a flooding of certain phrases and thoughts that come with me's little voice. And if you listen to episode three, I speak about this flooding of the body-mind story that is given to us by the frozen memories of our past, wired in the neural pathways, frozen points of threat, perceived points of threat that we had frozen in, got stuck in, that live in the body and the mind. And usually it is developed and formed around, I want to say like between one and four years old, because usually in the stages of, of the brain development, it is around four. I'm making this face because don't quote me. It's I'm giving a simplistic teaching of this particular element. It's usually around four or five that the me is formed. There's the sense of self that is developed in the maturity and the development of a child. And, and it is given by everything that that child has experienced and absorbed and heard and seen. And it is frozen in the body and the, the thoughts and phrases and beliefs are in the mind and they're wired together. And it gives us a representation of who we think we are. If you listen to this, the episode before, I speak about the little girl in the, in the hallway and dad has packed his bags and he's leaving. And let's say she's four. And the flooding of loneliness and desperation and sadness and the powerlessness of not being able to stop her father from leaving is wired in the neural pathways with the story of I'm not lovable. And that is wired not just as a memory, but as a representation of who we think we are. So story is everything about who we think we are. The special one, the unloved one, the one that's betrayed, the one that is in danger, the one that is unsafe, the one that never gets chosen, the one that the one that each one of us will have different details, but the way that the design structure of it is formed is identical for each one of us. And so the story quite literally is everything we know about who we are until we bring consciousness to it. And so do you notice that there's a certain kind of energy that comes with who you are 
and a certain amount of repeating emotions that come with who you think you are and the certain kind of repeating thoughts and phrases that come with who you think you are. It's a full body, mind, sensory mechanism. And we think that that is our, that that is actually who we are and we live as if it is. And so there's a kind of a familiarity to it. This morning I was leading a masterclass and I worked deeply with someone who was given up for adoption when they were born and their sense of who they are was an amalgamation of loneliness and longing entangled with a story of I'm alone. And that isn't just stored or seen by ourselves as oh, that's my emotional memory and my thoughts. No, it is quite literally formed and perceived as actually who we are. We experience it as who we are, everything about who we are. So much so that when they get into a relationship, if it gets to a point that connection is really happening, they will leave because loneliness and being alone is part of the story of who me is. And so the world that we get, the world that appears to us and the world that we live in has to be consistent to the story that we are coming from and that we know ourselves. And if we had anything outside of it, it would be like an identity crisis. You know, so many of you are are wanting things. I want to make a million. I want to be loved. I want to have a partner. I want to have a marriage. But have you noticed that whenever you actually receive it, if it doesn't fit in your story, it's deeply, deeply uncomfortable, even if it's good? I remember that in my story, I was brought up in a household that felt extremely disconnected and unsafe. And who I thought I was in it was wrong and bad. And surprise, surprise, as I grew up, every time anything good came to me, I would push it away or sabotage it or literally repel it because it doesn't fit with I'm bad, I'm wrong and bad. In fact, any time I'm wrong and bad wasn't there, I would actually, and it's all unconscious, create I'm wrong and bad. I always tell this story when I'm leading the masterclasses. After my husband and I got back together from our separation, we noticed that we weren't getting triggered like we used to get triggered. And it was actually, we were getting on really well. There was no drama. And you know what? I found it really unsettling. So much so that one morning I didn't have anything to worry about. I wasn't worrying about money. I wasn't worrying about my marriage. I wasn't worrying about anything. And it was so strange. Everything was good. And then it started to happen. My husband walked into the room and my mind started going off. Why is he breathing that way? Why is he holding the kettle that way? He's doing it wrong. Why does he hold so much tension in his body? It's something like it really annoys me. And then the flooding of the emotion, the irritation and the frustration starting to flood my body and the magnetic pull to do something to create the drama and the unsafety that me knows herself to be in. Me is bad and unsafe. And quite literally, 
a world that doesn't fit with that is unsettling and scary, even though it doesn't make any sense on a sanity level. So me, story is not just what you're thinking. It's everything about who you think you are. And how do we know if we are in story? Well, there's usually some kind of charge or intensity to it. There's usually some kind of drama that's always kind of going on, whether it's external drama or internal drama, like panic or fear or anxiety or worry. And it gives us our entire way of being. It gives us our actions and our choices. And it's like we're being led by something and we'll notice that patterns keep repeating, that the unsafety for Nikki's me, Nikki's story, keeps repeating even when there's money in the bank and I'm in a marriage and I have a house. It will notice that there's a kind of a cyclical repeatingness of it. And there'll also be a kind of a resonance. There's a resonance and an energy to storiness. It's reactive. It's, there's a kind of a heaviness to it, a density to it. And It's almost like if you can even get a sense that you're in it, then that is the beginning of you no longer being in it. You know, like a fish swims in the ocean. The fish doesn't think it's a fish in the ocean. The fish is just swimming in the world. And then then one day maybe the fish gains some another level of consciousness and realizes, whoa, I'm in something. And whatever I'm in is kind of, it has a wetness to it. That's storiness. When you realize that you're in something and it has a kind of an energy and a resonance to it, and it comes with your way of being and who you think you are. Those of you who've read my book, Surrender, I want to tell you a story. If you've heard this story before, I apologize, but it's a useful one. The frog in the well story. There's a frog and he lives in the well. In fact, he was born in the well. And so because he was born in the well, he doesn't know anything else other than well. And so he doesn't even know he's in a well. He just wakes up every day as if that is the world. He's not just thinking that is the world. He really only sees the world. That is his current state of of reality. That's his current perception of reality. I'm not a a frog in a well. I'm just waking up into my world. It's a blind spot. He can't even see the walls because they don't appear as walls because he's woken up every day and that's just what's always there. He wakes up every day into his world without realizing he's in something. And sometimes he moves his stuff and he stays on this side of the well. And sometimes he moves his stuff and he stays on this side of the well. But he is always inside the well and he doesn't even know he's in it. And then one day he starts to jump and he's jumping and jumping and jumping. And he jumps so high that his head pops out the top of the well. And for a few milliseconds, his mind is blown. Wow, there's like a whole world. What? There's this entire expansive world that is ginormous out here. Oof. And then he falls back into the well. But this time, because he has seen something, 
something has popped him out of the well, his entire perception of reality is starting to change. He's still the same frog, but now he is starting to look around and he realizes he's in something. And these gray hard things start to appear as stone walls. And he's starting to see what he couldn't see before. The blind spot is dissolving and he sees that he's in a well and he has been his whole life. It's everything that he's ever known about who he thinks he is. But he's had a tiny little glimpse of a world out there. Now he has to be able to even see that he's in a well to be able to have any access on how to get out of it. When you don't even see that you're in a well, why would you even, there's no way out. You can't get out. You don't even try to get out. It's just normal. That's how we human beings live. We, until we become conscious of the story, which is everything you know about who you are, given to you by your past, we are in a well and we don't even know it. Therefore, we don't even try to get out of it. It's just normal. And we're trying to do all the things that we're trying to do, but from inside the well, and we wonder why we can't access freedom. Those of you who've watched the allegory of the cave by Plato, that's what he speaks about. The uh, human beings are trapped in a cave and they're born in the cave with chains around their hands and feet. And in front of them are shadows appearing on the walls being created by puppets behind them. But it doesn't appear like shadows are on the walls. They think it is reality. And they think it's normal to just be sitting there with chains on their feet and hands. Until one day, one of the prisoners breaks free and goes outside and sees the sun. And is and at, at the beginning, it's painful because it's so new. And then he realizes, whoa, there's like an entire world out here. And then he goes back into the cave to tell all his buddies and his buddies find him a threat and think he's insane for talking about things that don't make any sense. Does this sound familiar to anyone about what's happening in our world today? Talking about things that don't make sense and they actually feel so enraged at what he's saying and they want to stay in the chains and keep looking at the puppets as if that, the, the shadows as if that's reality. That is our state of being on the planet. And it's shifting. Many, many, many of you are coming out of the cave and realizing there's a whole world out there. And the beginnings of even being able to come out of the cave is even realizing that you're in something. And how do you realize you're in something? Well, are your patterns repeating? no matter how many times you try to change it? Is there a certain familiar way of being that you always end up back in? Maybe you'll have a reprieve by doing some kind of plant medicine or doing some big kind of emotional workshop and you'll have a moment of free or some breath work and you'll have a moment of freedom. And then that magnetic pull to go back to the kind of energy and resonance and emotions and thoughts that are familiar to you. That is story. And we can do many, many things to improve our experience of being in the story. 
But don't confuse feeling better and self-improvement with freedom. Freedom is outgrowing the entire attachment to the story itself. Maturation, maturing our relationship with storiness and identity. So you can hear story is not just, oh, let me, it's just something I'm thinking about myself and let me change those thoughts. No, it's everything, body, mind, energetic, experiential amalgamation that we call me. And the beginnings of, of, of dissolving the attachment to it is seeing it. So homework, or actually I hate that word. Let me give you an inquiry. Choose the time that you were really activated, because that's usually the most easy time to use. And become clear on the energy that you were in, the emotions that you were in, the thought processes that you were in. What is the pain? What is the story that keeps repeating? What is the problem you're always trying to solve? I'm being betrayed again. I'm I'm not safe. Um, I'm being manipulated. The world, um, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. I'm wrong. This, I'm worthless. What, well, whatever it is, or I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. Whatever it is, it'll be repeating in your world. And it's not just a belief. It'll come with energetic and sensory experience, emotional memory, it'll even have an energy to it, a resonance. Now it's harder to see that yourself until you've done a lot of maturation work, but it will have a kind of an energy to it and it will come with thoughts and phrases. And if it is repeating, that will tell you what your story is. And so if you can start to see it as story rather than who you actually are, that is the beginning of it. Now, this is what we do in our programs, listening to life program. We quite literally take, pop you out of the well and help you see the entire structure of your story in a way that you can never go back fully into it, not unconsciously and blind. And, you know, that this is really what we are being invited to step into as human beings. This is co-creating in our evolution, outgrowing our way of being that has been led by survival, the story, so that we can become more conscious, mature, evolved beings that have access to the power that, and potential that we actually have. And then we can use it to create, to generate the world. So I hope that you found that useful. Please share in the comments below anything that lands for you, any aha moments that are there, any questions that you have. Uh, if you want to write to us any questions or shares, please write to support at nikkiclinch.com. Yeah, and if you find these episodes useful, please share them with the people that you love. Like, do you have friends, family, um, partners that may find this beneficial? And the greatest gift you can give to me and the podcast is to go to Apple and, sh and write a review and give us a star rating because it will help this podcast spread as far and wide as possible. So in the meantime, thank you so much. I hope that this is really helping you 
and empowering you. Because here's the thing. If the story is everything that you think you've known about who you are, and it's not, then who are you? What's even possible for you and your world beyond that? That, that's where things can get really interesting and exciting. So thank you all so much for listening. I'm Nikki Clinch. Thank you for listening to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast with Nikki Clinch. That's me, your host. If you are interested in understanding in a much more deeper way why we are the way we are as human beings, why your life unfolds the way it does, and how to access this extraordinary power and potential that is already there within you, within all of us actually, that you are curious and interested in how to access it, how to embody it, and how to start living it. And whilst discovering all these things about us as human beings and our infinite potential of being human, hopefully answering some unanswered questions as to what is happening in our world today. If this is what is calling you, then please do download our free three-day masterclass, Breaking the Cycle of Repeating Patterns in Your Life, Relationships and Business. Or you can head to our website, www.nikkiclinch.com and enjoy yourself with all the information, checking out the courses and the workshops and our offerings on there. Thank you so much for listening.